Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Get Involved. Referee with Steve Conroy, Des Roach and me, Lindsay Heron. Another action-packed week in the SPFL. Is it back underway, guys? We'll come to some, some quite interesting moments in involving Rangers and Celtic in a moment. But the headline news for us today, we understand that VAR is certainly not very far away from being introduced in Scottish football earlier than we anticipated. Tell us what you know so far, Steve. The word that I've been told it is that it's imminent. And much as we suspected, not even the SFA would introduce VAR up here without uh, it being trialled. And it has been trialled. It's been going on all season. Don't know much about uh, the outcome of it, but it has been trialled. And by all accounts, they're almost good to go. There's, uh, is it today? The, the, the fitness test is, the, the regular fitness test. There's always meetings on after that. So who knows, it might be even more imminent than we think. Incredible, because it was everyone assumed as it was going to be after the World Cup. That was always the kind of a the planned date, but now it could be sooner than we think. I don't have a a glass ball and a genie, um, <laughs> but we we spoke about it last week. It would be stupid if they hadn't been dry running it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as we are allowed to believe, they have been dry running it, which is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you've been doing a dry run, you've been working on it. Yes, it's not publicised, but yes ready to go and that's the way it should be why wait till after the World Cup if it's ready to go go now so yeah I don't really say terribly much but well done the SFA uh, if you're ready to go go now although still uh, the argument that introducing it and we've been saying mid-season alright we're, we're kind of still at the, the beginning but it's still changed if they bring it in if they announce today that it's coming in next week it still means the week after that it's a different application so yeah fine they've, they've been doing it uh, right and that they're practising it is as it should be, but still doesn't make any sense that it wasn't no. brought in either at the start of this season or the beginning of next. Yes, and we, I know they're saying that it couldn't come in any earlier because, well, it was FIFA's ball. They, they, they were in control of the training, so it had to be signed off by them. But wait for it to be signed off and bring it in at the start of a season. Yes, well, we can't abate that. That's that that's happening. Yeah. So the only thing we can say is they've told you that it's coming in at some point. They didn't give us a date. They didn't say it's, okay, it's 1st of January, 31st of October or whatever mm-hmm. so the fact that it's coming in good get it in but I totally agree if you're bringing it in it part way through the season why mm-hmm. yeah. but the thing is guys I mean it's good that it's coming quickly or quicker but why are they not telling us when exactly it is you know okay it's going to be October the 21st or, you know whatever you know why don't make it public the only thing to say in, the, in their defence now that everybody knows they're a spectacularly secretive uh, organisation they don't like uh, saying anything in public so that's not a surprise but the only thing to say in mitigation is if they're not in control if you like of the, the training and when it's being signed off then they realistically can't come out with a, a, a confirmed start date so maybe that's an excuse but still come out and tell us that they're practising it they're trialling it and it will come out as soon as it's signed off by FIFA yeah I think they would get play, play like big boys I think they would get far more recognition and support if they said look this is what we're doing we're trialling it behind closed doors. We're looking at games. 
were coaching the VR guys, that were coaching the referees, were coaching the assistant referees. Just tell us. It's not a... Is it the biggest secret in the world? The fact they've told us that, that VAR's coming in, mm -hmm. that's not a secret. So just say, look, guys, this is where we're working and we're working to this day. It might come later, it might come before. Mm -hmm. It's like you in university, you're a doctor, you're going to finish at June the 24th. Well, that's when that's when it happens, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know what you're working to, the, the date you're working to. Um, I don't know, but I'm glad it's coming in. I'm glad that it's that they've got some, I don't know, would you say clarity? Well, in, in, a, in a manner of speaking, you know, it's, it's clarity because, you know, we've, we're revealing that it's happening, but there's no definitive date yet coming from the powers that be. I'm sure the clubs need a bit of notice as well, Steve. You know, we think they would, you know, listen, guys, you've got 14 days and then it's VAR time. Yeah, you would assume that uh, when they do decide that they, they will say, and uh, maybe being a bit facetious saying if they bring it in next week, but they will have to tell us whether it's a fortnight, three weeks, whatever, or just say after the, the break, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But they do need to, they do need to tell us, um, and they certainly the, the clubs need to know it more than we do so that they are geared up towards it and they'll have all the, the infrastructure and all the rest of it that they, they, they need to bring in. Well, I would I would say that the clubs actually know ahead of us because they've got to have the facilities there to, to make it practical. So the infrastructure has to be there. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure, well, I hope, I'm sure that the clubs know because they must have been paying for the, or the SFA or whoever, must be putting the equipment in to make it viable. Mm -hmm. So this is not a, a two-week, three-week stint. This must be months in the planning. Mm -hmm. So they must have been pushing it pushing it through. When you think about it, I suppose the clubs must have known as well because surely the, I, clubs, the, the bar people would have been, uh, been involved. In the, they've, yeah. they've been in the ground. They'll have been setting it up. So... Why not? Mm -hmm. But are our referees currently working on the pitch, aware of what's happening in the studios at the moment? Absolutely. Yeah, because yes. fr from what we're what we're told, all the certainly all the cat ones will be involved with with VAR, so everybody knows it's it's been going on. Mm -hmm. It's not just the cat ones; it's the assistant referees as well. Yeah, everybody, mm -hmm. everybody's aware that it's been going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of getting prepared for it, I mean, do you think some players would change their uh, mannerisms, their <laughs> tactics, or, <laughs> or their attitudes? Um, I, again, try not to be facetious. Um, <laughs> surely, yeah. yeah we, we've spoken about several here who seem to get up to all sorts of shenanigans every week. It, it must be in the back of people's minds that now there's going to be uh, a lot more cameras uh, on their, their game and there's going to be a lot more people watching you know, every move, uh, again, in inverted commas. So there's a lots of things that have been going on that um, have escaped scrutiny. But as of the introduction of VAR, that'll be a wee bit more difficult to avoid that. Absolutely. And this all comes against the backdrop of massive criticism down south, guys. I mean, you know, the, the Premier League in England has had it for the best part three to four years now, and yet it seems to be as divisive as ever. Um, even some players uh, saying they want it kicked out, they want it stopped. I mean, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? Well, I, I, again, and we've, we've said it, it's not the technology. The the, the latest ones that I can't... A few weeks ago now, I was at Newcastle and uh, Davy Moyes and, uh, all in the, the same weekend. There was nothing wrong with VAR. It, it picked up what happened. It was our interpretation of it and obviously not involved in the, the, the training, but it's it's just a referee decision. So I've absolutely no idea how they managed to muck up uh, that weekend. But we keep saying it, we will make mistakes up here. Yeah. Absolutely we will. And a lot of football, a lot of refereeing is an opinion. And I just hope, and we'll probably talk about uh, some today, I hope it's not going to be, you know, people scrutinising every single throw in, every single foul. It's supposed to be for, for big things. We don't want to bring in American football. We just, oh mm -hmm. God, hope not. So long as we use it properly up here and hopefully 
learn by the mistakes of others, but we will make mistakes and people just have to, they have to accept that we're only human. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's not a, really a referee decision. It's a player's decision to to commit or to, to go and make a foul or a player's decision to, to make an untoward movement. The referee only reacts to what's happening. You can be proactive as much as you can and try and manage the game, but then it's down to the player and you can only sanction what the player does and VAR will come down. Do I think that players will think differently? Really don't think they will. Well, I suppose Neymar hasn't really changed his changed his tune much, has he? No. <laughs> but again, it's it's our interpretation yes. of events, and there was no excuse for what happened in England those those few weeks ago. There just there just wasn't. We called it wrong, pure and simple. I think I think you've made the point before, Des, that it should be factual information that's passed on to the referee rather than an opinion of a VAR official. Is that is that the way you would see it? I would, and I'm sure Steve will agree. If I'm in, in the middle of the park and I'm making a decision, I don't want M to tell me. I think that's a foul or I think that is uh, something wrong. Mm-hmm. No, don't tell me you think, tell me you know. Because if, if you're going you think, then I'm going with my own, uh, my own decision. And I'm sure Steve will agree that the reason you're the referee is because you're in a position of control, position of management, you're managing the game. You're getting somebody in your ear or flinging a flag up and going, what are you tell me? Or oh, I think that might be outside or I think that's how. No, tell me it's right. So VAR should only be considered if it is a factual, correct decision. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the phrase, clear and obvious error. Yep. That, that's what VAR's involved in. That should be it. It's four of us in this studio will have four different opinions on each situation in a pitch. It doesn't matter if you disagree with me on a foul, Lindsay. It doesn't matter. It's if you say to me, this is what happened and it's a, the goal's not allowed or this is what happened and that goal should have stood. Mm-hmm. This is what happened and the guy needs to be sent yeah. off. That That's it. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell If you're the only person In that stadium That doesn't see that decision Then you need to be told And that seems to be The issue in England Doesn't it Because The VAR guys Are telling the referee You know That's a red card Or that's Or that's not a red card Whereas That should be A, a, a sort of Subjective decision Shouldn't it uh, Sometimes But we'll, we've talked about The sliding scale In tackles and, and challenges The barn door Red card is one That we all see yep. Now if, if that happens On a pitch And I'll, I'll reference my Kyle Lafferty won again in Celtic Rangers. Yeah. Uh, in the days of VAR, somebody should be saying to me, you've called that wrong. Yep. Send them off. And that That's fine. But as the, the sliding scale gets closer to the middle area, yep. now, if you think that it was a red card and I saw the, the same incident and think it wasn't, leave it. Nothing yeah. to do with VAR. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a, a pressure on the referee, doesn't there? Coming from the studio, the, the VR make the decision, he has to go along with it. That seems to be what's what's happening. It seems to be the minute you're called over, you look at the monitor, then it's it's going to go with whoever the VAR official is. It, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, you you w- look at the monitor and if, if it happens and I go, no, I'm happy with what I've done, you leave it. That's the character of the referee though, isn't it? Uh-huh. That's the strength of the referee mm-hmm. to say, no, I'm quite happy to make that decision. And I've looked at it. I'm still of the same opinion. I'm going ahead. Far's not the it's not the panacea yeah. as you as you call it. It's not the panacea. Football, whether you're a player, referee, manager, coach, it's decisions and it's mistakes, it's errors and it's skill. So it's entirely up to you. If someone says, I don't think you're right, fall on your own sword, go with your own gut instinct. You talked about facilities. It'll be interesting to see how it works at all our venues across the country, which are slightly different from each other in various Absolutely, forms. yeah. And I don't want to belittle anybody, but I'm sure it's going to be much easier at Celtic Park and Ibrox than it is uh, up at Dingwall. Mm-hmm. Presumably, they're confident enough that it'll be able to facilitate the same mm-hmm. in, in all the venues. There's no point in having it with 25 cameras at Celtic Park and there's only two cameras uh, somewhere else. Then 
that defeats the purpose. So presumably they're happy enough that everybody's going to be playing on the a level playing field. Yeah, it has to be unilateral, doesn't yeah. it? Well, we wait with bated breath for the, the white smoke or whatever <laughs> to come <laughs> to come out of the chimney pots of Hamden Park and let us know when it's happening, guys. But uh, interestingly, there were two kind of uh, interesting situations in the Rangers and Celtic matches at the weekend, which clearly would have been VAR decisions or, or looked certainly by the VAR officials. In the Celtic Motherwell game, um, looked like there was a clear handball in that one, Des, when you know, Leal Abada's trying to get the ball into the box and uh, Ricky Lamy throws his arm up and, st- and stops it. Again, it's one for opinion. In my opinion, I think that Lamy, he did put his hands out. So for me, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, as he's moved his arms out, he's actually turned his head as well at the same time. So his whole body is moving. So for me, it's the proximity is very close. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. That's probably the only mitigating factor. But uh, no, for me, that's a, that's a penalty kick. You can cover that, Steve. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So again, that is one that VAR would be involved in. I don't think it's quite as clear cut as we make out. Oh, there is, there is mitigation. It's a penalty. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's a penalty. But it was blurted at him from <laughs> no distance. And when you, you know, when you, you, you follow, and I was amazed that I managed to clip it right at the, the moment <laughs> that cli- it- you, You've clipped something? I, apparently that's a technical term. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was <laughs> like- the Sam, the Sam Davey, um, was she on your phone? Was she- <laughs> Right at that moment, and it was absolutely it was a it was a uh, penalty kick every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But when you carry on the the sequence, Lammy was turning, mm-hmm. and he, he was turning to put his back to the the plate, and his arms were down by his side. So I think he was unlucky that he got caught mm-hmm. uh, in that particular position. But well, there's he never no, get, he never get caught. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I know. Um, but there's there's no you know there's no burden to say. Oh, and by the way, the rules don't apply until you adopt the position that you're you're aiming for. He, he done it. Uh, it was a penalty kick, but I don't think it was as blatant as it seemed because, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he was genuinely trying to turn his back on it and keep I his think, arms down. Yeah, I think he was trying to turn away. However, the fact that your arms are oh, here, well, absolutely not. It was I a know, penalty, but you could see what he was trying to do. I mean, the thing is, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter, Des, because Celtic went on to win the game, but it could have been, you know, a points-dropping situation for Celtic. And they can't afford to drop any more points, obviously coming back off a St. Mung defeat. Mm-hmm. And if that happened, and then came back into dropping points for a draw, mm-hmm. it could have been a, it could have been a game a game changer. Mm-hmm. Thankfully it wasn't. I just think that, um, yeah, we'll go on with it and Lammy's got away with one. And it was interesting, we were just talking last week about the professional foul, the taking one for the team, the, the cynical challenge. And there you have it, the Celtic captain takes out mm-hmm. Ross Tierney on the halfway line, virtually, and he's sent off. Yep, quite rightly. And you, you could see that that's, again, no mitigation, but Callum McGregor isn't a player like that. He had no other option. That pass that he played, that's, that's like a pass I would give to somebody. Um, <laughs> oh, if, he, uh, if he hadn't done that, then he'd have been, well, obviously he'd have been through on goal again. It mm-hmm. could have been a point drop situation. He had he had to do it. There was no other option. And saying that Stephen Welsh was was covering, no, uh, Stephen Welsh was irrelevant in that point. What was his name? Ross Tierney. Tierney. He had the ball before Welsh would have been able to, to yeah. react. That that was, you know, that, that was a, a description. That was a, a definitive... Foul definition of an obvious school going opportunity. Again, it doesn't matter who the opportunity falls to, whether mm-hmm. it's me or Messi, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still the opportunity. So there was no there was no other option there. Yeah, Ange Postacoglu trying to claim that Stephen Welsh was covering and they might even appeal this one. But you don't think they'll have much success? That's, that's, a, that's a waste of fee trying to appeal that. There's absolutely no chance. It's a tactical <laughs> foul. Callum McGregor will say three points up the road. I'll take my one game ban. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. 
Yeah. Now that's interesting. It's only a one match suspension for, for that type of offence. You know, a more serious foul merits a two game ban. Is that fair in your view, Steve? I have to say, I don't have a firm opinion on it. You can see McGregor, there was no harm in it. Uh, nobody was hurt. Uh, well, his own team was hurt, not as bad as it could have been. So you, you see that you see the merit in being less, you know, less of a sanction than say, was it the Callahan at the Ross County uh, tackle yeah. a few weeks ago? So you can see, you or, can or, see that. Or Cammy Devlin in, in Hearts. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, First we're going to about the same weekend. That, yeah. So you, you can see that point. But the, the other side is, if, if it's a sending off, it's a sending off. What's it I, I can see both. He's grabbed on round the waist. So to me, the severity of it isn't as much as things were potentially talking mm. about but it's still a sender off. So that brings us nicely to the Hearts Rangers game. <laughs> Cammy Devlin, I don't know what was in his mind, but uh, charging like a, a madman from about 15 yards, Steve, and he, and mm-hmm. he really he could have seriously hurt Rabi Matondo. Oh, absolutely. And I heard some people uh, saying things like, oh, his, his feet weren't off the ground, he was in control. <laughs> I tell that to the guy whose ankles <laughs> three si- times its size this morning. When you see the, the angle that he caught him at, that could have been a leg breaker. Mm-hmm. No, that's there was no, absolutely no argument about that. Straight red card. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think it was, I don't know if it was born out of frustration because he's actually made the run for about 10, 15 years to, mm-hmm. to become involved. Uh, what, what I think was the, the biggest class out of it was Giovanni Van Bronckhurst said, you're not that type of player. You're better than that. He actually, not saying he's congratulating the boy, but he's, he's consoling him and saying, you don't need to do that. The ability you've got. But for him to run 10, 15 yards to get involved in a situation like a stamp on a foot, I've heard some folks saying, oh, it was outside the park doesn't matter if you've done it, you've done it. Um, but no, it's a red card. It's a clear red card. Stephen McLean done exceptionally well there. Mm. Uh, and I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst really, really done a lot of good for Devlin and for Rangers by praising the boy and, and trying to deflect it. We need to get this niceness out of the game. I, I don't understand where well, this is coming say, from. Yeah, well, we've said before here, <laughs> and again, we'll uh, talk about uh, the McGregor one. Not, no protest no. whatsoever. Nothing. And we and praise of, of Rangers that was a potential leg breaker and including the boy that was down hurt nobody said anything mm-hmm. I know most managers would probably blow a gasket and scream and wail and want them hung and oh, drawn I'm, and yeah, quartered absolutely yeah. <laughs> right there and then I have, have the gallows round the back waiting well, um, you, you are in Edinburgh so we've got it up the road <laughs> But that's, that's the, you're right, that's just the sort of nature of the managers mm-hmm. at the moment in charge of the big two. Yep, absolutely. Just sticking with the, the, the Hearts Rangers game, another big call just before half time in that one as well, Des. A disallowed goal. Uh, looked like Craig Gordon had fumbled across and lost the ball and then was challenged by Matondo, I think it was. And Scott Arfield knocks the ball in and he disallowed the goal right away. It seems that was a bit of a rash decision. It's six of one and two threes. Personally, I think that. Gordon challenged the Rangers player rather than the Rangers player challenging Gordon mm-hmm. um, and Gordon's made the made the error the goals went in yes I can accept the goal I'm quite happy yep no problem however given goalkeeper's situation and the way things go do you expect the foul? yeah you would give it so I'm not go- I'm not I'm not going to be critical of Stephen or that no. however personally I think it's pushing the border I, I think I agree um, I Again, personally speaking, and it's more than happy to accept that this is an opinion and as the laws of the game say, in the opinion of the referee, not in the opinion of anybody watching from afar. Hmm. I think the goal should have stood. I think it was Craig Gordon made the mistake. He made a, a mistake at the, the cross and then ran into Matondo. You've, you've got to be somewhere on the pitch. So Matondo hmm. didn't, I don't think, go out of his way to obstruct or 
foul the ref. That that's my opinion. You've got to be stumped. Uh, I think, somewhere. I think God, he initiated the contact. Aye, but perfectly happy. And, and you know, there's uh, there are people um, who are saying it. Uh, Michael Stewart in sports scene last night was was among them that said that uh, it was a, how did he say it? it was a foul every day of the week. That that might have been. I don't think so. But perfectly happy to accept that people say that. So I'm, I'm saying it's a difference of opinion. I think the goal should have stood. Perfectly happy to accept others. Think it, didn't have, it didn't have any bearing on the game, as we've said a few times, thankfully. Didn't have any bearing on the game, but no, I'm I'm you. These these, these could be important decisions, but uh, but they oh, weren't. I, no, you want it called right at, at the time. Mm. And yeah, the Rangers eventually won 4-0, so I, it, it doesn't matter. No. But not at that time. Um, it's still only only 2-0. Uh, Devlin hadn't been sent off by then, had No, it? no. Um, so I, it, it could have, it could potentially have made a difference. It didn't, but that doesn't turn, uh, change the fact that it, you know, you want it called right at, at the time. You can only you can only make the decision at that moment in time. It doesn't it, it's perilous of the of the score. It doesn't matter. Um, that's not a referee's consideration. You just deal with it there and then. When it gets to seventy five minutes and it's two one and you think you've maybe made a made an error back, that might creep in at your back of mind. But no, you can only make that you can only mm-hmm. make that call. Is that is that Craig getting over protection because he's our super Scotland goalkeeper and he's doing so well for us in the Nations League? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think it, it was just Stephen's opinion that yeah. uh, Gordon was fouled. I think you can't argue with that. I, I think differently, but it's an opinion, mm-hmm. pure and simple, an opinion. Is I don't it, think the fact that it's Craig Gordon and he's he's got us into League A. I don't think that comes into Stephen's uh, <laughs> thinking at all. Is there too much protection for goalkeepers, though? I mean, uh, I know in the old days you used to be able to batter them into the net. I'm talking about the big, the fifties. Now, never mind mm-hmm. more recently, but even in the seventies, goalkeepers struggled a little bit, didn't they? But it's, it seems to me it's flipped almost. You can't do anything with a goalkeeper, and it always goes in his favour. There's probably a lot in that, and there are the, the laws of the game do give goalkeepers some kind of uh, special dispensation. Um, and again, you know, before people come on, I'm very well aware of uh, again what I did in the Celtic Rangers game and protecting. <laughs> I still believe I was right, but I never um, knew that. I, I never knew. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they, they probably do, and you know the least contact, touch, whatever. Um, they they seem to get a, a better protection, and I'm saying they, we, you know, we we were part of it, so we did the same. So they they, they probably do. Although we'll talk about the penalty at Aberdeen and that'll maybe change I just everybody's think that, mind. I think that goalkeepers do get that extra leeway, probably. Uh, and it doesn't say anywhere in the laws of the game that you should allow them, but if you're a referee, what's the last thing you want to do? You want to give a goal because a goalkeeper's made an error or because you made an error? No, you just put it down. But Craig Gordon, no, national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that gets me is that they're allowed to jump up with their knee. Now, is that something that you would advocate or, or not or is, is that just their, their normal motion depends who it's against <laughs> uh, it depends if it's, uh, if it's Craig Gordon again um, they, I think they do get away with that and you see some of them coming up uh, studs up is a, a, a phrase that we mm. use I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that and there's you know there's you know, out, outfield players sometimes and Chris Sutton was, was a great advocate of it you know marking your territory um, you know that, that that's fine but Knees up, that, that's going to do someday or can do someday potential damage. And you see what how tall is Craig Gordon? About 12 foot 8. <laughs> um, he comes up with his knees knees up. That's that's head height for yeah. most of us mere mortals. So yeah. aye, they probably do get away with more than they should. Excellent. Um, okay, just moving on to the rest of the games then, Des. I mean, Steve touched on it. Aberdeen, not a great return to pathology for Derek McInnes, sadly. His team going down 4-1. Any big incidents for you in that one? The only talking point I had was the penalty for Aberdeen from the from the goalkeeper. Was it um, Hemmings? Mm-hmm. Was the goalkeeper? It's a foul. If you've done that in the halfway line, 
it's a foul. Yep. He gave the same in the penalty era, so it was a penalty. Um, I feel the heart, heart feel sorry for Dell because he's obviously wanting to go back up there and have a have a comeback and, and show he's doing. But no, there was nothing in the game. Goalkeeper makes a stupid error. He's brought the boy down. There was a few guys around it, but no, it's a penalty. So I think that was the only the only talking point in it for Kevin. I, I agree, and I was. I was amazed he, he was getting a bit of a certainly the things I saw on Twitter um, he was getting a bit of a doing I didn't see any any no. of it mm-hmm. um, I think that was uh, probably people being biased for, for, for one team over the other yeah. no apparently yeah fine by me and a fairly quiet afternoon across the other games Des it was um, nothing really controversial uh, I know you were out and about watching uh, one of the matches what, what was your own experience of the of the St Mirren game I think the half time whistle woke me up <laughs> it, was probably, that good, right? it was that good uh, in fact the, the half time whistle from Craig blowing it and my son telling me he wants a pie uh, <laughs> there was nothing in it the second half a red card for can't remember the boy's name oh, Obelai yeah Oberlai. Yeah. Um, yeah great save brilliant save mm-hmm. just he wasn't wearing a pink shirt and a pair of gloves, so it's a red card. Oh, he'll be cringing this, uh, when he watches the highlights to see his own goalkeeper standing two steps behind him, ready to catch it. Yeah. Oh, um, but no, I thought there was there was nothing that that Craig Napier missed per se. Um, it was a you never say it's an easy game because you can only make a game as as hard as you want. So no, he, he cruised through it. Um, nothing really, nothing really to say, but say. The first half, that would, that would give football stops. It was dreadful. Okay, very finally, your referee of the week, chaps, who, who's who been the best performer this weekend? I, yeah, I don't think that it's an individual. Um, we've been on here, um, and especially uh, a couple of weeks into the season where we, we seem to have uh, just the, the worst weekends of weekends. I think even though we've disagreed with a couple of things, I think we, we come out, everybody having done well, everybody been a, a credit to themselves so I'm giving it a, a joint one to oh, everybody it's a referee's loving you can't beat that can you no <laughs> <laughs> no I would I, I would say I think every single referee I do not think there's anybody kind of a complaint about the referees this weekend certainly from my viewing at a live game and from what I've seen there's nobody talking about the referees so as much as we might be lambasted from Hamden we've got to give support when we can and we always do it so no everybody I thought all, all referees this weekend, certainly in the SPL, mm-hmm. have done a great job. Dead heat. Oh, well, let's hope they make a few mistakes next week and we talk about them. That'd be far better for us. <laughs> and also let's hope we find out when VAR is coming in and hopefully we'll get a date for that one soon. Listen, thanks for listening to this week's edition of Getting Involved Referee. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on our Instagram and we'll catch you next time. Bye.